The White Sox are back in action tonight as they visit Atlanta and battle the first place Braves. Lucas Giolito will not be pitching in this series, and rumors fly about the Los Angeles Dodgers being interested in a trade. 2023 has been a disappointment, and now we can turn our thoughts to 2024. Next year's schedule has been released with some exciting opportunities to see the White Sox on the road. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome back to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sox. Also, Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong die-hard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Our Chicago White Sox will take on the Atlanta Braves on Friday. Michael Kopech is on the hill. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Not that I need to remind you, but our Chicago White Sox are 38-54, and 54, eight games back in the central here as they uh, kick things off on Friday against the Braves. Uh, while uh, I was talking with James Fox about uh, all of the uh, draft selections, uh, the White Sox, they uh, added some possible bullpen depth that I, I didn't get a chance to talk about. Uh, this was from MLB Trade Rumors. Uh, the White Sox have acquired right-hander uh, Mike Mayers from the Royals per Daryl Van Scoven of the Chicago Sun-Times with cash considerations heading in the other direction. Uh, Mayers, uh, 31, uh, signed a minor league deal with the Kansas City Royals in the winter and was deployed as a starter in AAA. He took the ball eight times for the Storm Chasers through the middle of May and posted a 6.88 ERA in 34 innings. He was selected to the Royals roster at that time and made six appearances, including two starts for the big league club. He registered a 6.15 ERA through 26 and a third innings before getting designated for assignment in the middle of June. He cleared waivers and accepted an outright assignment and has been back with Omaha in a relief role in recent weeks. Uh, Mayers has mostly served as a reliever in his career, but also uh, has made a handful of starts, including this year, allowing him to potentially fill either role in the months to come. Uh, he has a career ERA of 5.21 uh, in 262 and two-thirds innings, dating back to 2016. Uh, if he gets selected back to the roster at any point, he is out of options but could be retained for 2024 via arbitration if the club so chooses. 
So when I uh, heard this information and read about it, as maybe you did as well, it just kind of perked my interest of, uh-oh, here comes some moves that the White Sox are most likely uh, going to make. Uh, things are starting to happen. Uh, there's some wheeling and dealing going on. The White Sox trying to set themselves up uh, with some folks that can possibly gobble up innings because uh, there are some trades brewing. So is this the sign of things to come for the White Sox? So uh, lots of rumors about possible White Sox relievers on their way out at the trade deadline. And, and why would you need uh, well above average relievers if you are just not uh, in contention whatsoever and you're looking to uh, sell off. Uh, you know, prized relievers are some of the first to go along with starting pitching. So uh, ongoing rumors, though, about some of those starting pitchers uh, big time on Thursday. Uh, now, White Sox, uh, they have set their starters for the series against Atlanta. Kopech, Lynn, Cease. Uh, Lucas Giolito, nowhere to be seen. Uh, he has been one of the most consistent White Sox starters, yet he will not be pitching against the best team in baseball. And if you really want to get off uh, to a hot start after the break, wouldn't you want uh, one of your better pitchers going in the series? Uh, so this is from MLB Trade Rumors' Steve Adams the Los Angeles Dodgers are among the teams showing interest in White Sox righty Lucas Giolito tweets John Morrissey of MLB.com. It's a natural fit given the Dodgers' need for rotation reinforcements and the White Sox's status as likely sellers of short-term pieces. Giolito is, of course, a free agent at season's end. Giolito figures to be of interest to a wide variety of contending clubs, uh, he's in the midst of a strong season, is earning a $10.4 million salary this year and has a strong track record dating back to his 2019 breakout. Similarly, the Dodgers figured to cast a wide net as they surveyed the trade market for starting pitching help. Uh, while it's certainly of note that they've shown some interest in Giolito, there's also no indication that there have been any advanced talks for the righty or that he in particular is being pursued more aggressively than the many other starters expected to popular the trade market. Uh, in some regards, it's actually be more surprising to learn that the Dodgers weren't interested in Giolito, given how logical the pairing is. Uh, Giolito recently landed in the top spot for MLB trade rumors list of the top 50 deadline trade candidates. He got the top spot, a reflection uh, both of his on-field value and of the simple likelihood of him being traded in the next 19 days. Uh, he's also placed fourth in MLB trade rumors, free agent uh, power rankings late last month. Uh, again, these rumors have been going on for quite some time uh, as they were released as, as mainly a, a point of, look, the White Sox aren't looking to bring Giolito back, even if uh, they bounce back and they contend for the division title. And then it became kind of, uh, well, with the, how the White Sox have been playing, you know, not only is maybe Lance Lynn going and, you know, who knows, somebody could be interested in Tim Anderson. And uh, of course, you'd need the farm literally and figuratively for Dylan Cease, but are you listening on him? And then the, there's relievers. But Giolito has been a name 
that has been talked about quite a bit, talked about it actually with uh, uh, James Fox in the most recent episode. Uh, and, you know, it just where there's there's smoke, there's fire and there's a lot of smoke uh, surrounding Giolito. Uh, this was from Joey Mistretta from Clutch Points, uh, what he had to say in terms of uh, the Dodgers perspective. Uh, the Dodgers will need to give up at least one top 10 prospect to land Lucas Giolito. Their top tier prospects like Diego Cartea, Bobby Miller, and Michael Bush will not be included in this deal. Uh, headlining the trade will be LA's current number five overall prospect per MLB.com outfielder Andy Pages. Uh, the Dodgers will need to add two other top 15 prospects in the trade. The final offer will look similar to this. Um, according to Mistretta, the White Sox would receive outfielder Andy Pages, uh, right-handed pitcher River Ryan, which is the Dodgers' number 11 prospect, uh, catcher infielder Yaner Fernandez, which is the Dodgers number 14 prospect. And of course, the Dodgers will receive a Lucas Giolito. So again, where there is smoke, there is fire. And I really believe uh, Lucas Giolito's days are numbered. Uh, and unless unless the White Sox front office just have a complete change of uh, heart, a change of mind. Again, I don't know if it really determines uh, like what they do on the field is, is a determining factor. Like if they come out and even sweep Atlanta and then they, they, they take care of business in New York against the Mets, which they absolutely could. I, I still think decisions have already been made. Uh, interesting that Lucas Giolito uh, is not on the docket to start in Atlanta. That should, that told me a lot. Uh, that told me everything I kind of needed to know. Uh, I read into that. Uh, but again, uh, maybe they're just giving him some extra rest, uh, but telling, telling sign. Uh, the White Sox uh, will visit San Diego and Arizona, just to name a few, uh, taking a closer look at the 2024 MLB schedule. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Uh, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part will fit uh, just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Uh, let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Our White Sox face off against the Atlanta Braves on Friday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Uh, search White Sox. So it seems like it, it gets uh, earlier and earlier with the uh, release of the next year's schedule. I felt like uh, last year it was maybe around Labor Day. It, it tends to be in September. This is unprecedented in my, maybe I missed something last season, but to release it 
during the All-Star break. Wow. Uh, and with the type of year that the White Sox have been having, um, and for me, I, I just don't have a lot of hope for this team moving forward. I'm more interested in what direction they choose and and how bad the teardown is. And uh, just, you know, again, just to get a sense of where they're going beyond this year, because again, I just don't have high hopes uh, for them being able to get back in it. I think they have to make serious decisions um, again, if they didn't have some contracts expiring at the end of this year, and maybe they had Giolito for another year, and um, but it's not the case. I think they have to make decisions on some on some players, and it's got to happen very soon. Uh, whether again they come out and they win ten of the next fifteen games or something crazy like that, I think the writing's on the wall. So, attention uh, towards twenty twenty four. Some intriguing stuff here in my mind. I, I love traveling. I'll talk about it in a little bit. Uh, seeing the socks on the road is something I've been doing for a very long time, uh, as I'm sure you've got the experience uh, as well. Uh, so socks opening day, the actual opening day. I'm not just talking about the home opener. Uh, this is the opening day. Socks uh, have it at home, uh, hosting Detroit on Thursday, March 28th. That is early. Strong possibility of snow. I have sat through uh, many of flurries and, and nasty weather uh, for home openers. Uh, this past opener, it was cool, but it wasn't like you had to bundle up. It was the the outcome of the game. Uh, what happened to Kopech against the Giants that uh, really made it chilly. Uh, but man, March 28th, expect some some bitter, bitter weather. Uh, so that was Sachs haven't seen a true opening day, uh, in a while. Uh, it, maybe it was a few years ago. Uh, could it have been against the Kansas city Royals? Lance Lynn started. I'm talking this all out right now. Just kind of thinking maybe it was the, your mean Mercedes bomb in, uh, 2021. Could that have been it? Uh, it's been a couple years. So, uh, that that'll be nice. Uh, cold day though. Uh, some highlights, uh, in May, Sacks heading to St. Louis for a weekend series. Uh, I have been to St. Louis uh, once to see the old Bush Stadium way back in the late 90s. Have not seen the new Bush Stadium. I, I heard it's fantastic and everything around the stadium. So that is definitely something on my radar. Uh, weekend series are great right now. Uh, I, I love that. Used to be where I could just take off in the middle of the week. Uh, that is, uh, th th those days are long gone. So uh, early May, I think May 3rd through the 5th, Sox are in St. Louis. Late May, early June in Milwaukee, taking on the Brewers. That's a weekend series. Uh, it's been a couple years for that. Uh, I was at the last uh, series that the Sox had in Milwaukee. I've, I've been to Milwaukee three or four times. Uh, the first time I went to Milwaukee uh, to see the Sox play uh, the Brewers, Jose Canseco was on the White Sox. So that puts us at, what, 2001, perhaps? 2001, 2002? Uh, that's how long ago that was. Uh, and I believe the Sox won the game and Canseco hit a home run. Um, so always a fun time. If you haven't been out to that ballpark, it's not Miller Park anymore. There's some other name for it. Uh, plenty of room to tailgate. Milwaukee's such a fun town and easy to get to from Chicago, of course. Uh, they head out west, the Sox do, uh, in uh, in June uh, at Seattle uh, during the week for a four-game series. Now, if that's something that's up your alley, 
Seattle, beautiful city, in my opinion. Uh, talked about it recently on, on this podcast with the All-Star game being there. Love that ballpark. Love that stadium. Fans were awesome. Uh, we had a blast when we went out there. Uh, that was the Robin Ventura era for me. Uh, Adam Dunn was still on the team. Uh, needless to say, the Sox did not do very well against Seattle. Uh, other things in that month, uh, in 2024, uh, Sox are going to be in Arizona for a weekend series. That's a stadium I have not been to. Uh, got a good friend out in Arizona. That could be something I'm looking at. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. I think it's middle June weekend series, so that'll be nice. Uh, in July, uh, there's a Kansas City weekend series. Kansas City's a fun ballpark. I like Kansas City. I've talked about how uh, they've got that Hall of Fame out in left field, that Royals Hall of Fame, which is such a cool concept. And I would love for the White Sox to do something like that. Uh, eventually, I, I don't think it's coming anytime soon, but that would be such a nice idea. It, the ballpark's kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's it's away from their downtown, which th there's a lot to do in, in Kansas City, especially when it comes to barbecue. You will eat right. Uh, there's so many wonderful places. And uh, I, I like the ballpark. Huge tailgating opportunities as they share their parking lot uh, with Arrowhead Stadium where the Kansas City Chiefs play. And uh, talking to some parking attendants many years ago about what that double kind of parking structure looks like. Uh, for Kansas City Chiefs games, he's he's he said, look, there's not a single square inch available. There are cars, there are Winnebago's, there are campers, there, it, everything is is uh, occupied for tailgating for Chiefs games. So that that wasn't the case for the Royals game when I went to though. But a weekend series and and not a bad drive either. Uh, in August, uh, Sox at Houston for a weekend series. Uh, that's a stadium I have not been to. So I've been wanting to get out to Houston. I've never been to Houston as the in the in general, just visiting the city. So that's a possibility. And then at San Francisco, I've I've been to San Francisco, but I haven't been to their stadium. Uh, I've heard nothing but great things. It is a Monday through Wednesday though trip uh, next year in August. Uh, September Sox in Boston for a weekend series. That is just after Labor Day, uh, so still early September. If you haven't made your way out to Fenway, absolutely do. Uh, try to get yourself a Fenway tour. I was able to do that. Uh, you get up on the Green Monster. We had an awesome tour guide. So much history. Such a fun, fun town. Uh, hey, the, the, the fans treated us well. We had a blast with the fans. You know, we were no threat to them. They, they were out, out for Yankee blood. Uh, that, that was not us. Uh, they, they took the series, but we had, we had a good time, uh, nonetheless, and uh, such a, such a fun city and such a great stadium. And then, uh, during the week in September, you've got an LA, uh, LA angels opportunity. I, I have been to that stadium. That's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, things to eat and drink around the stadium. Uh, it is kind of like just in its own little Island, uh, but fun ballpark. Uh, we, we had a good time. Uh, San Diego is what I'm looking at. It's a weekend series in late September. Uh, I have been to San Diego. I love that city, but I have not gotten into the ballpark to see a game. Uh, and I missed the opportunity a couple of years ago. So 
I am re- that's probably number one on my list. I would say San Diego. I, I love the Milwaukee trip. I think that's going to happen. Uh, St. Louis uh, with my co-host for Good Guys Talk Back, Pat Hester. He's got some connections with St. Louis, so try to make that happen. But that San Diego series is really appealing. Uh, I have been to 17 stadiums uh, to see the White Sox play. I've been to 19 stadiums altogether. So slowly but surely, I'm trying to cross all of those off. The problem is these new stadiums keep popping up, and you kind of have to then go back to the city to check that stadium out. But uh, I like the schedule for next year. A lot of good opportunities and uh, something to look forward to now with uh, the way 2023 has been going. Uh, White Sox will have their work cut out for them this weekend uh, as the Atlanta Braves are the best team in baseball. Uh, More on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Uh, Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Uh, Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. Uh, They fit better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Uh, Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, uh, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without uh, the sacrifice of movement. Uh, Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Uh, You know I love my Bird Dog shorts. I've been wearing them all summer long. Uh, Whether you're just lounging around, you're doing yard work, you're going out running errands, they are extremely comfortable. And and when they say they move with you in the fabric stretch, absolutely the case. So comfortable. Go to birddogs.com slash lockdown MLB to enter promo code lockdown MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Uh, You won't want to take your bird dogs off. Uh, We promise you. Sox at Braves, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What a way uh, to start uh, kind of the second half, so to speak, uh, against the best team in baseball. It'll be Michael Kopech, Lance Lynn, and then Dylan Cease. Again, no Giolito uh, to kick things off here in Atlanta. Atlanta, 60-29. and 60-29. and 29. Eight and a half games up in the division uh, they're playing at Truist Park, a ballpark that I have not uh, been to yet. I haven't been to Atlanta before uh, either. So that's uh, something on my list. Of, I'm going to have to wait a couple of years, I guess, with this uh, rotating, alternating schedule. Uh, it'll be Charlie Morton uh, versus Michael Kopech on Friday. Charlie Morton is 3-0 with an ERA of 3.57 and 18 strikeouts and three appearances versus the White Sox in his career each appearance. Uh, has been with a different ball club, and Friday will mark the fourth team. That's kind of odd. Uh, last time we, uh, last time the saw the Sox uh, saw Morton, uh, it was back in 2019 when he was with the Rays. Uh, Morton having a pretty good year, nine and six with an ERA of 3.43, 111 strikeouts in 17 appearances. So he has been taking the ball, uh, not missing any starts. Uh, Michael Kopech has never pitched against the Braves. I wonder if other teams have the same complex that we have. Uh, when we face a pitcher that we've never seen before, we make that pitcher look like Cy Young. Does that happen to other teams? Uh, we'll see. We'll see on Friday. I think not, but but we'll see what happens. Uh, Kopech has a record of 3-7 and seven with an ERA of 4.08 
and 97 strikeouts in 16 appearances this year. Uh, last time we saw Kopech, it was way back uh, on June 27th, a little over two weeks ago. He pitched against the Angels, uh, four innings, four hits, two earned runs, seven walks, and three strikeouts. Remember the Sox uh, shut Kopech down. Uh, you know, heading into the all-star break, uh, starting to manage his innings. Again, uh, Kopech's been on the ball club for almost seven years, and we're still managing his innings. I get it. There's been some surgeries and some procedures, but uh, it's just one of the things that bugs me a little bit uh, is we still don't know what we really have with Michael Kopech. I I hope whatever rest he needed, uh, he's ready to go, and there are a few limitations on him. Uh, that he's not just grinding, he's all systems go, because uh, I want to see. I mean, Kopech's last four outings, four innings, four innings, four and a third, and five innings. We'll see what he's got against uh, one of baseball's best. Uh, this was from a John Greenberg article in The Athletic recently. Uh, White Sox go into the last 70 games with no hope, plenty of room on the bandwagon. So I leave you with this. Uh, This is what Greenberg wrote. Unfortunately for the Sox, they have to spend money in order to simply be passable in the coming years. So they're pretty much stuck. The best bet is hoping for some kind of baseball alchemy, like what happened in 2005. Because objectively, the Sox's present is bad and the future doesn't look bright. So what's a White Sox fan who isn't ready to pivot to Justin Fields and the Bears to do? Complain on Twitter, I guess, or yell into the void of threads. Worst comes to worst, you could always show up to the ballpark to resurrect the sell the team chance for some therapy. Good seats are still available. I wonder if we're going to see any of that in the second half, especially uh, if big pieces are sold off and the Sox continue to play the way they've been playing. Uh, If you will get some sell the team, Jerry Chance, uh, Fire Pedro, uh, fire Han. Fire Han is the chant you really want. I don't think Jerry's selling the team at any point, but there could be a chance that Rick Han is gone. Uh, I, I think Kenny Williams will kind of always be with the Chicago White Sox, but maybe, just maybe, Rick Han could be the one that uh, that goes. So maybe Fire Han chance for perhaps uh, uh, this second half. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. So we're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, get any questions or comments you have uh, to our email at LockdownSox at gmail.com. Also, check out the most recent uh episode I did with James Fox. It was a really good uh, breakdown on what happened with the MLB draft for the White Sox. Sox take on the Atlanta Braves on Friday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Uh, Search White Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. And hey, everydayers, uh, you know who you are, and I, I really do appreciate it. On the next episode, I will recap the weekend that was for our White Sox, hopefully, It was not too painful. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.